Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to round one of the Star Wars animation and live action uh, transition bracket for 2023 on the Sky Guys podcast. One of your hosts, Mike Phillips, here to dive into the first region of the bracket. We're going to go to the George Lucas region today. Joining you today, as always, Pete Consular is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. Excited to, to dive deep into these brackets and make some some picks now. Um, very excited to, to move forward here and uh, always great talking stories with you guys. Yep. Also is here today, the Grand Master, the Grand Admiral of this podcast. Uh, Nick Freyan is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Um, very excited to get into our bracket. We had a good show building the bracket or, or getting it, you know, the Selection Sunday show showing us the bracket. And I'm excited to narrow it down and get one of these regions done and set up the final four. Absolutely here. And Pete, people want to subscribe to us on the Sky Guys. They can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon, all usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys Podcast, favorite podcast platforms, final episodes there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a ton of good episodes there. Um, recently, you came out with uh, some on the Just Done Suffering feed other than Star Wars, right? They got some traction, which was pretty cool. But um, but yeah, definitely subscribe. There's a bunch of content there for us, for, for Mike's. Uh, just in the suffering stuff, so definitely make sure you check that out. Yep, and uh, Nick, if you want to follow the social media, how can they do that? They can follow at Sky Guys Podcast, and it's on Instagram, Twitter X, Threads, and TikTok. Yeah, you're following us on Instagram. We're putting up the uh, polls on the story, so you can p- you're participate in the people's racket. That's right. So far, we've had some good uh, good matchups and and some not very good ones, some blowouts, but it's still fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. And when we get to the final episode here, we will reveal the people's bracket in, in the final podcast as well. Yeah, finally, it could be different than ours. I would imagine it'll be mostly the same, but we will see. I mean, there are some things that I can see already that will be different. Yeah, for sure here. And you can also mentioned the YouTube channel, Mike Phillips on YouTube. Viewers of the podcast up on YouTube as always here. And uh, as, as always, Pete, Lego Ahsoka is here because obviously she's the inspiration for the bracket. Yeah, no, you got to bring out Lego Ahsoka when you can. I have Lego Ahsoka as well right here, actually. Let's see if I can get her on on camera here. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. She, she, so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go here. I always got Lego, Lego Ahsoka next to me. Yeah, yeah, Nick does not have Lego Ahsoka. No, I have a lot of stuff that you can't see that's over there. Yeah, it's, in, it's behind the door over there. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, also mentioned here real quick, this podcast recorded during the 2023 SAG After Strike. Without the leader of the actors currently on strike, we would not be having Star Wars to talk about here. And Nick, let's go to some Star Wars news. I believe we actually do have an update on the actor strike. I check in. Well, that's why I want to go to you. There's an update on it, Mike. Can you give us the update? That's the first piece of news. It is the actor strike update. So if you want to go ahead. Yeah, apparently they've been talking throughout the weekend here. We're recording October 30th, this podcast. It seems like progress has been made. Sounds like they're in the final strikes of trying to get a deal done. They did not talk on day of recording today. They're Presuming to pick up tomorrow here. There's been some talks that the studios want to get a deal done before I think early by the end of this week to try and restart production. Otherwise, once they get to the holidays, not really able to do anything, and the fall season is lost. So this is really a critical point here in the negotiation. We feel like we're closing in on deal from what I've been reading. Well, that's great. Hopefully, we can get it done. Sounds like promising news. Yep. The next piece of news, which is actually the last piece of news, is they there's a rumor that Ahsoka season two is. Uh, um, it's, 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 it's happening. And uh, I, I I mean, I don't know if I believe the rumor, but I do believe it will happen. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I don't know I trust the people doing this rumor here, Pete, but at the same time, I feel like this could be something that's been in the works. I think they're kind of waiting for the actor strike to resolve. They can have this big fanfare thing with like Rosario Dawson involved, some of the other cats are involved. Say, hey, look, we're coming back. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense to wait, right? Um, I think you're spot on on that. And I don't think that season two of Ahsoka was so far-fetched, right? We spoke about it to, to a much uh, bigger extent in our Ahsoka show um, recap. But um, it makes sense. I think it's the perfect timing to do it once this actor strike thing gets cleared up. All right, that is the news, Nick. That is it. All right, let's go ahead here. We're going to start our bracket here. So we're going to, today, we're going to go into the first of the regions we have here, the George Lucas region. So here's a look on the screen for those of you watching the YouTube version here. So we have, first, a play in the settle between Jason Sandul and the fifth row. It'd be the final team in the actual bracket. The winner faces number one overall seed, Grand Admiral for one. And then the other matchup here is Cad Bane and Saw Guerrero. So a fun set of matchups here today, Pete. For sure. Um, I'm excited to see what you guys think because it, it, I mean, I think there's a clear cut winner, but I'm curious to see what you guys think. Yeah, for sure. Here, before we get started here, Nick, we should, since this is the first bracket of the bunch, we should sort of set up our criteria here and see what do you think we should judge this bracket on? So, do you want to share first, in case anyone missed the last episode, how these people were put on the bracket? And do you have that in front of you? I know, I know, yeah. I remember some of the points. I don't remember all the points. Yeah, I believe last week our select our selection committee, Phil Freyda and Max Roberts, were on the pocket. They said they had three criteria in here, which was the the actual look of the character coming over from animation to live action, the the presence of the character in terms of the actor's ability and character development. So those are the three criteria they were going with. So now that you, you know, that being said, I agree with those three things. I think that's exactly how you should do it. Yeah. Now, I guess it's up to you personally, meaning myself, Pete, and you, Mike, how you would rank those things, if you will. Like, in, like at least, in, you know, I'm not going to tell you how I feel about it, but like maybe I feel like the look is more important than how they act. And we feel how they act is more important than how they look. But I think those three criteria are what we should be using. Yeah, and P, I think this also could be a case-by-case basis where sometimes, like, you know, like, the look could be so distracting that might knock character down, whereas in other times, like, you know, the performance could be a detractor. So I think it's got very, really very situational based on the characters we're talking about. It is. Um, it gets things a little murky, obviously, because you want to make sure that, uh, you know, it, you want to make sure that it doesn't get too swayed one way or the other. However, um I agree. I think that they're, like Nick said, I think they're three really, really good categories. And I think that we can't get hung up on one because of looks, right? I mean, we've seen outrageous looks from Clone Wars that can't be reproduced in live action organically. So I agree. All right. Let's start out here. We'll get the first one of the bros. Sell this play in here between Jesus and Duel and the fifth brother here. So, uh, Nick, let's get started here with Jesus and Duel here. In term- like, uh, how are you feeling about him? Um. So. I don't want to skip ahead to the matchup. I want to try to keep this simple and, and, and just focus on Jason. So with Jason, I feel completely indifferent. I don't think he was done poorly at all. I don't think he was done well. I think it was completely... And I mean, not that it wasn't well, but I, I don't think there was anything special about it. There was nothing wrong with it. It's just... It happened. He was fine. And yeah, it was fine. What was the only difference? His eyes, maybe? Yeah, I know we had the rumors, Pete, from Lego that they were going to change his hair color from uh, green to brown, and it turned out the show they did keep it green. So, like, Lego was wrong on that one. They probably just didn't want to make green hair pieces, honestly. Yeah. That makes the most sense here. But... Or, or they were given a screenshot that made it look more brown than green, and they just honestly made a mistake and gave him brown hair. I don't know. Yeah, 
I don't know, but like in terms of the look here, uh, Nick, how do you think they did with that? I think the look was fine. It, it's a transformer from live action animation. That can, also, keep in mind there's a 10 year difference. So you're looking at a, what, a four year old kid and a 14 year old, maybe a three year old and a 13 year old. I don't even know what the, what the age is exactly. Yeah, I think it was like um, probably about that. Yeah, I think four and 14 is what, what, what it is, but I don't know. I, I think it might be like, I might have seen him in the flash where he was five and now he's 10. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I think it's only about a five year difference. Yeah. So or whatever, whatever the age is. But there's, there's a time gap. So. It's hard to judge because, like I said this all the time, like a tool. Like, think about a five-year gap. Yeah. A four-year-old and a nine-year-old look very different. Yeah. A 24-year-old and a 29-year-old look pretty much the same. Yeah. So with him, it's kind of hard to mess that look up unless you really ruin his features and make it completely different. So I'm okay with the, the look. All right. Let's go to the portrayal angle here. So, P, how do you think about Jason Sewell is portrayed in, in live action? Um. Fine. I mean, I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Nick with this category. Um, well, different category, but the same kind of feeling. Very indifferent. Um, I don't think. I don't think there was a lot of hype around his character in in Rebels, and I think that they it was hard to mess up. Right, you get a actor that can play a 15, 14 year old kid, green hair. I mean, like it was it was fine. I think the portrayal was fine. Nothing that's groundbreaking, but nothing that made the character go, "Oh my god, this is terrible." So. I'm very, very kind of neutral with it. Yeah, for me, I felt like the kid did fine. The actor Evan Witten, I believe, Evan Witten, I believe, plays the the uh, character in live action here. I mean, he was fine. He had a little bit of work to do because they showed that he inherits some of his father's force sensitive abilities, and he, I think, was charming enough where you know he, he's like not like overly bearingly bad like Ezra is in the beginning of of Rebels in terms of being annoyance, but like he does have his moments. Remind you, hey, he's still a ten year old. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then the last one here, the character element is tricky because, Nick, there really wasn't any because we just got him basically in one screenshot in an epilogue. Yeah, right? I, I think you keep it at that and say there wasn't any. It yeah. doesn't mean they did anything wrong. It doesn't mean they did anything right. There wasn't any, and there couldn't have been any because he had no character in the other one except for he left Yeah, in Rebels, I guess. Yeah, he existed. Yeah, so it it's, it's that's what it is. There is none. Yeah, it's a, bl- a completely blank slate, Pete, I feel like, with him. It is, for sure. All right. Let's switch to the other half of this match here. The fifth brother here, who is, I think, uh, Pete, would you say he's probably our number two most known Inquisitor on, like, in the galaxy like from the animated stuff? Yeah, I would say so. That's a pretty good representation of it. Yeah, so in terms of the character design, Pete, how do you feel they did with him? Again, indifferent. Um, I think, especially with... Let me think. I think especially with those characters, it's tough, right? I mean, we talk about Count Dooku and the the change between Clone Wars and, and live action. It's very hard. I feel like with them, there's not like a expectation for it to be changed a little bit, but they did the best they could with human actors trying to play an alien race, right? So I think it was fine. Um, could it have been a little bit better? 100%, but it wasn't absolutely terrible where I'm like, get this guy off the screen. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, a look here. I'm trying to find a side-by-side for animation to live action for some of these that will help. So, uh, Nick, while I do that, you want to weigh in on the uh, look of the character? I think it's somewhat distracting because I just don't think he looks like what I, I guess what anyone would expect him to look. And, like, I know the actor. It's the guy from uh, Fast and Furious. From Fast and Furious. Some yeah. Kang. 
Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with using an actor I know. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because that's how, you know, that's sometimes how you get people to watch the show by having a familiar face. But first off, I don't know how that guy's still alive in the Fast and Furious movies. I don't, I don't know. I had stopped watching them after like number five and somehow he's alive again. I don't really understand it, but that's that's for another debate or another podcast when we do the, the, the Fast and Furious guys. But the, the familiar podcast. The, I, the what? The familiar? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the way he looks. Uh, I don't think it's like 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 they did a bad job though. I don't think it's that. I think it's just distracting because I don't think this is what I expected him or anyone really expected him to look like. And I don't even know what the species is. I don't either. But I have the screenshot here. I put it up right now in the video version here. So this is a comparison shot between uh, the animated and the uh, live action version. His face is much fatter. Yeah. Well, it's an actual human face. Right. I mean, no one's face. I don't want to say no one, but like that's, yeah, that's not like an issue, though. That's like a that, that's a very, very triangular face. And they have someone more round face and that's fine. But, you know, here's the other thing, right? I think casting is a huge thing, not just the makeup and everything like that. Like if you find someone a triangle face that can barely act versus the guy who plays the fifth brother and he's a good actor in, in the part and he has a rounder face, I feel like you go with the casting that makes sense in that sense. I don't think you go, well, you don't have a triangle face, so you're out, right? And this guy's face is, in the animated series, is like, I feel like, unrealistically triangle-shaped. You know, like, almost like Count Dooku's was, where it was a very long beard and very, very just elongated face. Um, but, you know, I... Like I said, I it could have been better, but I just don't... It, to me, it's like, whatever. You're going from animated to live action. It's like, you, they ha- you have to give it give the people some slack. Yeah, and Nick, I think the point Pete mentioned is interesting because sort of like the problem you run to, you try and do like a sports show or a sports movie is here. It's like, do you look for athletes to teach them how to act? Do you look for actors and teach them how to play the sport? I don't, wait, I'm not following. Can you say that again? Pete made the point about how like you look for the guy with the triangular face who doesn't know how to act or the guy, better actors doesn't have the right face. So like when yeah. you're in a sports show, like do you look for an actor who, like say we're doing the winning time show. We say we're, we got picked up for season right. three. Are we bring in like actors who and teach them how to play basketball or pick them for basketball players, teach them how to act. Right. Right. I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the looks and then there's the way he acts, which is the same, right? Yeah. Although uh, I'll mention Pete, something interesting with this one is that he's one of a few characters here where like his live action appears chronologically before he shows an animation, which is a very interesting angle to consider here. Yeah, it definitely makes it more complicated, right? I mean, it's not as clear cut anymore with that, but um, because his only live experience is Kenobi, he's in there basically like as the obstacle to Reba to to Reba yep. because the they took they took the Grand Inquisitor off screen for most of the se- most of the season. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a tough character. I think like this is one where you can go either way. Um, at least for me, the majority of the people may not believe that as well, but to me, it's. It, it's a non-issue about the looks when it comes to that kind of stuff. And that's across the board for all these characters, not just uh, not just this one. So I think I'm a little biased in that. Yeah, Nick, if I remember correctly, I was not a big fan of the fifth brother during Obi-Wan. I feel like he was very whiny in the show. I agree. I also feel like Inquisitors in general are just kind of whiny. I'm not really a fan of the whole concept of them, but it's okay. Yeah, so I think in terms of uh, that call here, I think it's very interesting to him because, like, do you feel like what we saw with with him in Rebels? Think he learned anything from his time in Kenobi? Or do you think it fits canonically with like the character development? 
don't really think there is much. Honestly, I think he's just a, a muscle, and that's it. It's more of a hothead in uh, Rebels, Pete. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no... I mean, Nick hit the nail on the head. There's really no character development. It's just you're just there for... Hey, take Nick's words, but literally just for muscle. All right, so let's go ahead and do a vote here. So, uh, Nick, if you had to pick one to advance, who are you picking? I would pick Jason just because of the the fact that I feel like it's not somewhat distracting what he looks like, and I feel that with Kenobi, with excuse me, I almost said Kenobi, with the fifth brother, it is somewhat distracting what he looks like. Uh, Pete, what about your vote? Yeah, my vote is for Jason as well. Um, I just think as a character, Jason is is more rounded in all the three categories. And if I never saw the fifth brother again, I would not be upset in live action. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna get a clean sweep for the for the for Jason Sindul here. And I feel like at least there was something here where like yes, he had the benefit of being a blank slate, but like he actually shows signs of like this is a character we could see again and like be invested in his growth where we don't really care what the fifth brother does going forward, Pete. Exactly. Like I'm curious to see if those rumors are true about Ahsoka season two, if that comes to uh, fruition, what Jason's role is going to be in it. Um, that's definitely an open-ended question for me. It's not for the fifth brother. All right. When, when it, when it comes to the show, Kenobi, that is, I, I feel like it would have landed better if they used the seventh, the seventh sister instead of the fifth brother. Yeah. As the Inquisitor, I think I don't know. I think things are more. I don't know. I think evil, like Inquisitor type females, are like kind of cool, and I feel like the male ones don't really land all that often. Like the one in Fallen Order was great. Yeah, Seven Sister I liked a lot, and the only real male one that I really memorized and like actually have a like. Oh man, remember this one was the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, I also point out. I think in terms of that choice, I feel like it's because Reva was there and the focus. They didn't want to have another female inquisitor potentially like overshadowing her that's probably why because the other female because there's the force is basically just a background character the whole time so and it was like the whole thing with the uh ex-manchated deadpool when there's only like, two inquisitors hanging out there when there's like a whole bunch of them that technically should be around that is probably why all right so we'll go ahead here and share here that we have now updated the bracket to the full ver- version of the field here so jason duel has advanced now he will be taking on grand admiral thrawn in our 116 matchup in this bracket here so let's talk about jason a little bit here let's go to thrawn now so uh pete stars off on thrawn here in terms of the look i i think they nailed it um i know there was some backlash about thrawn's uh physique for lack of a better word um however i think they made a great transition from animated to live action. Again, the rebels and the clone wars era of star Wars had this thing about making very elongated, thin faces. And I feel like that was the same with Thrawn. And then when we have an actual human, you're not really going to get that because it's a little bit weird of a standard to have for a human, probably biologically impossible, how thin sometimes the faces are. So um, I would, I would say it was really, really good. I had no complaints about how Thrawn looked. Uh, Nick, I, do you agree with Pete? I do. I think it looks great. I don't have any issues with it. It's a little bit of a different shade of blue. I don't care. It's not a big deal. It's not as the bad eyes as... look great. The hair is fine. The costume, everything. It, 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 I think it looks great. Yeah, I think the look is pretty perfect. I think the blue is like a little lighter. Yes, it's not as like stark as Cad Bane's like coloring differences. But I think like. They got the general gist, and they got a person to do it, which I think is big credit to them because they could have gone CGI and had somebody voice it. Right. Yep, I think it looks great. All right. 
terms of uh, portrayal here, obviously, I think this gets big points for all of us here because they got Lars Mikkelsen back to do it. And I believe, as Dave Filoni said, Nick, like, his voice is too iconic that you can't replace him. I agreed. I agreed. Yeah. Pete, any, anything you want to add on that? Or we go to the next category. No, you guys, you guys nailed it for sure. I agree with everything. All right. So now we get to, I think, the ones we controversial for the Thrawn haters on here. The character development from Rebels to Ahsoka here. So, uh, uh, Pete, start us off here. In terms of Thrawn's character, how he's portrayed in Ahsoka, I know you had problems in the finale with him specifically. So I think it was more, actually, it might have been Nick, but. It was it was more Nick. I'm I'm still high on Thrawn. I think that the character development of Thrawn is pretty indicative of how he was at the end of Rebels. Um, I kind of throw Thrawn a bone here a little bit and say that no matter what was happening in those years in between Rebels and the Ahsoka show, I, I to me I think Thrawn is just too cocky, and that's why he overcalculates, and that's why or undercalculates, and that's why the finale happens. I know some people and and and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but some people probably just think that it's not very Thrawn-like to have that happen. Um, and I may have also said in the last show, too, I may have agreed with Nick or whomever made that point, or I may have made that point uh, myself, and I just can't remember. Um, but it, by thinking about it, I still think that the character development and what Thrawn is is still true. I don't think we stray too far away from the beaten path when it comes to his character at all. Yeah, uh, Nick, you want to weigh in here? Um, I don't really have anything to disagree with. I just wasn't a fan in the finale, but I don't think it took away from the character. I think, was the, I think the writing was a little poor for him in the finale, made him look like he kept trying things and losing, but made it seem like it was on purpose, when in reality it probably wasn't on purpose. But I, I, don't, I think that was more the the writing of this, this is how the story has to go. Like, I guess the opposite of plot armor. Yeah. So... That's kind of where I fall on that. Yeah, I feel like the difference. I mean, I feel like Thrawn is a little rusty at points in Ahsoka where, like, he's not completely on his game. Like, he's showing signs of what he can be. But, like, I think it might be intentional, though, because it's maybe, like, I've been outside the galaxy for a decade. Like, I have not been involved in all of this. And, like, I haven't really interacted with anybody besides my army of stormtroopers I have here and the, and the uh, Great Mothers. So, like, I don't think that was entirely intentional. I feel like we, the more we see Thrawn, the more we see him get into that terrifying mode that we see him in Season 3 and 4 of Rebels. I agree. All right, so let's do our vote here. Is this a – Pete, you want to start out here and just make this the easy one? Yeah, I, I think we're all going to agree here. I think Thrawn beats uh, Jason out really easily. Uh, I'll yep. I'll make that Thrawn – make advanced Thrawn here. Nick, you want to make it a clean sweep? Yep, yep. All right, so now we have the other half of the bracket. It's the much more fascinating debate right now. Who's going to play Thrawn between – our second seed, Cad Bane. Our third seed, Saw Guerrero. They have the 8-9 matchup in the overall bracket here. And Max and Phil said when they came on, uh, Nick, that like it was a very thin line separating the two of them. I think this is a really good matchup. I'm excited to see how we go with this. I have my thoughts on it, and I'm excited to hear your guys. All right, so I'll start out here with the elephant in the room with uh, Cad Bane here, which is the biggest thing I think that detracts from Cad Bane is the appearance because we knew like how cool he was in Clone Wars and how amazing he was in terms of character appearance. But when he shows up here and he's like the wrong color of blue, that bothered the hell out of the internet. I mean, we had manipulations the very next day, Pete, of like people recoloring it and making it look more like the cartoons coloring. Yeah, I mean, so I, I saw it too. Um, 
to me, who gives a shit, right? Like, I'm not trying to disrespect your take or anyone else's take, but like it for me, if the blue coloring is what we're really going to take away as the appearance wise being off, I think that's the least of our worries, right? Um, if they just completely like took away that he wore a cowboy hat or that he was blue at all, and he was a different color or his alien eye, if they if they would have done that, I would have been more upset than like they used the wrong shade of blue. I mean, maybe his, you know, maybe his kind's color changes as they get older. I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it, again, it's no disrespect to your take, and I understand it. But it, to me, it just doesn't really matter to me. I think there was so much other things that could have gone wrong with his appearance going from Clone Wars to the live action than the color of blue. To be clear, I, I agree with you. I think there are much worse things here. I'm say, speaking on behalf of the angry internet people here when they say that. And Nick, I believe they were also playing about his teeth looking incorrect. Yeah, that is that is that is true. What do you think about the Cad Bane appearance? So at first, I was I hated it. I was with the internet at first. At first, I was like, it doesn't look like him, blah, blah. And then I, over time, I've come around to the idea of it, and I've realized a couple things. First off, the coloring is wrong. That's okay. It's not a huge deal. We just went over some of the coloring was a little off. They're on. And we all voted him to the next round, so... That's not a huge deal to me. But looking at some of the other features on him, I actually have it up on my screen right now. Yeah, looking you, at the two differences right now. Yeah, if you want, if you want to, know. if you want to share it for the video audience, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, I have a screenshot ready as well. I think you should, because I don't think I have the capability to share right now. All right, so let me go ahead here and uh, pull that up. Give me and, one, one second here. But... While you're pulling it up, so I'm looking at the differences here, and I'm looking at number one is. The color, which I agree with, but the other things I'm seeing is it's actually not the picture I'm looking at, but it's it's it still it still serves the purpose. Is the nose is a little thicker and this kind of stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, he's much older than he was when we last saw him. When we last saw Cad Bane, it was the last canonical appearance of him in, in animation was Bad Batch, which was the same year as Revenge of the Sith. So you're looking at a 19 almost a 30 year difference yeah of a guy who was already a guy old and that and that so it doesn't make sense he's an old man yeah people can get I, a little their shapes change a little bit when they get older can i can i just make just a blanket kind of thing about the color shading of him sure every single comparison i am seeing from animated cad bane to this one cad bane is at it's at night it's dark lighting it's not in the daytime sure. okay when we talk about colors, we're going to get very scientific, like I know the science of colors. But when we get scientific, if you put that shade of blue, which is definitely very much lighter than what Cad Bane is, I'm going to I'll put it out there. Right. If you look at the highlight of Cad Bane's nose in this comparison, it's pretty damn bright blue. Yeah, because the light is shining on it. Now, there's a little bit of shadow because of his hat in the live action, but. I wonder if we had Cad Bane in a darker setting, like all of these comparisons show. Does that darker blue complexion make more sense? Do we get that much hate on the internet for the color shading of blue? So I, I challenge everyone that has hated on that color shading. Try to find a picture of Cad Bane where it's not really like grim and nighttime. I feel like every time we see Cad Bane, it's like in this dark alleyway or something like that. It's not really in the open. Now, there's probably pictures out there and it'll probably prove me wrong. But just from the evidence that I'm seeing here, the highlights of Cad Bane is a lighter blue when it's lit up. So it's not that far fetched, in my opinion. All right, so I'm going to stop the screen here. Now let's go to uh, the portrayal aspect here, which obviously 
It's a stand-in actor playing the role, but they do have Corey Burton back doing the voice here. And Nick, I think that worked. Yep, I think uh, the portrayal of the actor was, I mean, of the character was perfect. Yeah, and... I believe I'm watching Cad Bane again. Yeah, P, I think the the actor who actually portrayed him physically did a good job with the mannerisms as well, which I think really helped. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Nick. I think it was spot on. All right, so let's go to... Part- I just want to know where his droid was. Yeah, yeah his droid fight back on his ship. I'd like to see, I like. I would have liked to have seen the droid in Boba Fett. We may still see him in the future if you if you're if we are to believe that he's not actually dead and the droid rescued him. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the last part of this one here, which is the character development here in terms of uh, Nick, where we left Cad Bane in the animated shows to where he is when he showed up in Boba Fett. Like, do you, like how do you think the character development worked there? I think it's pretty perfect. It's, I mean, or you could say it's terrible. It depends how you want to say this. So, is it because of the fact that he was a bounty hunter then and he's a bounty hunter now and he's heartless and just wants his cash but he never changed is that bad development or is that good development you see what i'm getting at he never changed so it's perfect to what it used to be or is that a bad thing because it never changed uh p what do you think about what nick had to bring up i think it's fair i think when you talk about character development go either way but i also would say that character development maybe as a category might be rough because of Characters that don't change. And I still think that they're still perfect if they don't change. It's just who they are. Um, so when we think about character development, I would I would suggest for us three is not so much did the character change for the good or the worse or whatever, but does the character portrayal make sense? Did they stay the same? Did they grow in an organic way? Did they become evil in an organic way? Stuff like that. Um, so I think that's kind of more the angle we should go at. Not so much. Did they change in a positive way or did it make sense? Kind of a thing. Yeah. I think it's in terms of him, I think it's fun to consider him because he very much is like who he is. And like some of these villain types, I do think like, I think it did pretty well. Is like, I think they evolved his relationship with Boba Fett over the course of the animated show, the live show where like he was sort of like the mentor here. And now he's trying to view Boba as his equal and trying to say, Hey, like, you like man to man. I know what you are. I know like, this is not what you're in here. I think he's trying to like teach him one last lesson, basically. I I like it. All right, you you guys, anything more to say on Cash? We switch to Saw Guerrero. I'm ready for Saw. Yeah, speaking of Saw here, I think this one is wild. Pete, consider like the amount of times he's flipped back back and forth between animation and live action. Like, I think it's like basically a yo yo. Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, we've had a lot of different instances that we can go on for this. Yeah, Nick, correct me on the chronology or saga. He shows up in Clone Wars, I think season five, his first appearance, correct? Oh, that sounds late. Because on that the sounds late. I think he's season five is his is his, his debut, which I think is what what twenty eleven? 2012 around. Uh, that is no, that is what it is. Maybe you're right, but it sounds late to me. I have to I have to check it. But it sounds, but maybe you're right. Because I know he he starts there. Then we get him in live action the first time in Rogue One at the end of his life. Then we go back to Rebels and get him in Rebels season four, which is 2017. Then we get him in uh, Bad Batch season one, which is 2021. And then we get him in live action again with Andor with season one, where he's like, which is before he dies. So. It's really hard. He's probably the hardest character album case. And he's in Fallen Order. He's in Fallen Order. And that's also canon. So, like, it's a very, very, like, wild sort of, like, ride you have to go on trying to figure out his character album. But let's start with the uh, the look first here. So, uh, 
Well, I'll get that up here, Pete, on the uh, screen. What do you think about the look of Saw Gerrera? I think it's great. I, I have zero complaints about it personally. Um, I'm not sure if there's really anyone with complaints out there on the internet. I could be wrong. I haven't done that kind of research. I have to be honest. And here's the visual look. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, people get older. I mean, the the hairstyle and the beard is like the only thing you can say that really is different because it's just two different ages of the same character, right? I mean, it's, it's I don't know. To me, it's it's still spot on. I still think it's very, very good. Yeah, Nick, in terms of the look here, I think the thing I noticed with this, or we again, the YouTube version, Mike Phillips on YouTube, we have visuals up for some of these character comparisons. I think the look with Saw is is fun because it's like, you can see he's like pretty much like straight edge, the beginning of his at the beginning of his animated journey there. But like by the time you get to him, Rogue One, like he's all disheveled, like he's impact of all these years of war on his life. Like it just goes to show you that like a lot has happened to this guy. He's been through a lot. Yes, yes. And I like the look. I think it looks great. Um it's exactly what not exactly I, I couldn't picture it in my head that it would be essentially just Forrest Whitaker, but um it's kind of what I would think. So I have no issues at all with the look whatsoever. All right. Let's next thing here we go to the portrayal here, which is uh we have the animated actor here who I don't remember who voiced him here, but we do have Forrest Whitaker playing in live action here. So in terms of portrayal, Nick, how do you like uh the Sagarera portrayal? Oh, that's what I was just saying. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think Forrest Whitaker does a great job. It's exactly what I would have pictured it to be like because it's oh that actually that's 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 actually not even true. It's not what I expected it to be like, but it's there's a big time jump there, and there's a there's a I know we just talked about the character development thing, but with him, there's a lot of character development in that in that in those whatever it is, let's say twenty years, a little less. Yeah, uh, Pete, why do you think uh, the portrayal we get here in like all the different iterations of uh, Saw with the animation, the video game, and then the live action? Yeah, I think the live action Saw has come down a bit when it comes to the actual actions he's taking. I feel like it's more the theory and the the mind of Saw Gerrera that we get that's the same, but he's kind of lost a few steps in live action, in my opinion, um, because you know he's not out there, you know, actually going as crazy as he did in the in the animation. So I, I think it's great. I don't like I said, I have zero complaints about it, um, but it is different. So I you have to at least recognize that. Yeah. And I also like that in terms of the physical portrayal here, like they have him differently in. I think he has a little less cybernetics in it and or they does in the actual uh, Rogue One movie, Nick. Yes. Yeah. Well, Andor's when five years of five. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's, it's canonically before he shows up in Rebels. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. And uh, character development here, this is gonna be a lot of fun here because you have a lot of different, like we said. I think the chronological order is like it's it's sort of like you're trying to watch Clone Wars in the chronological order, trying to do Saul Guerrero's appearances in chronological order compared to like when he actually shows up in real in real time here, but. I give them credit for this. I feel like they do a great job with Saw Gerrera in terms of like portraying like him slowly like getting more and more desperate as he appears and like more insane and losing his mind. Where like he's pretty, Pete, you say he's pretty calm when you first see him. When he's like working with his sister and to try and like fight the uh, the uh, Confederacy on uh, Onderon. 
Yeah, I mean, I I compare Saw Guerrero to John Wick, right? It just took that one moment for him to just snap and change how he thought about everything and and what to do and how to take action. And I think it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, And honestly, when you look at the full picture of Saw Guerrero, I mean, it's kind of insane how the mind deteriorated because of all of that conspiracy and all of that war and everything like that. And I just, it, it's, I think it's perfect. Um, it's sad for the character, obviously, but it's brilliantly done. And I think the, you know, I think Forrest Whitaker does it fantastic in live action. Yeah. And Nick, I think it's fun with him too. Cause you start seeing him like slowly lose it and like, like become like more desperate as time goes on. He's like beginning. He's like very much like in his faculties at the end. He's like, I don't care. Blow everything up. Like they, they all suck. We got to get rid of everybody here. And at the end, he's sort of like just driven like paranoid by delusion and like craziness and like having like all, literally like looks like he's more machine than man at that point. No, you're right. You're right. He's, he's, he gets progressively crazier as time goes on. And I think it like continues into Rogue One in a way, but it's not as much physical in Rogue One as it is kind of like what he says and what it's and it's it's, it's almost made like um all the word I'm looking for like everybody else is aware of how crazy he is and it's like the audience is like oh we're gonna see how crazy he is and then we finally get to see it yeah I also think the interesting you know what I mean yeah I do what you mean and I think season two of Andor really fun when he shows back up again it's, it's I feel like they continue that pattern making him go a little more insane in the, at the later in the show he gets yeah that'd be cool all right, so I think it's time for a vote here. So uh, I'll start this one out here. I'm giving my vote to Saw on this one. I feel like the development puts it over the top for me because I feel like the progression of the character and the portrayal by Far's Wager, I think, puts it over the top for me. So, uh, Nick, what's your vote? So although I like Cad Bane a lot more and I like his appearance more because it was more of a shock value and I was so happy to see him, and I think he's a cooler character. I'm still going with Saw for the reasons you mentioned. I think it's a better it's a better transition into live action, not necessarily someone I like more as a character. Uh, Pete, what's your vote? So it's pretty much the same thing as Nick. I think for me, Cad Bane was, and I think I have a little bit of bias when it comes to Star Wars villains. I think whenever we see a Star Wars villain come out of the woodwork, I get more excited than when it's a good guy. I think it's just because of the appeal of Darth Vader, right? I think that was a, you know, I think that was a huge hook for me, especially with Star Wars was Darth Vader. Um, but that being said, I do think Saw Gerrera as a character is just is just way better at this point. Uh, if we had five or six seasons of Cad Bane, uh, or excuse me, two or three more seasons of Cad Bane live action, I maybe might have a different outlook on it. But I, I just I have to give it to Saw. It's just a better character right now, especially transitioning to live action. All right, so three clean sweeps for us so far in this bracket, and now we're going to. Go to our final matchup of this first round here. So we have our George Lucas reason now set up here with Thrawn versus Saw for a trip to the final four here. So we kind of discuss everyone here. So I think we can kind of go around the horn here and do a vote. So Nick, stars of here, who are you voting for in the Thrawn versus Saw matchup? Well, I'm going to vote for one of these two individuals, obviously. And I'm going to explain why before I tell you who it is. And it's another piece of criteria that we didn't mention. That maybe we should have. And that is the what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe the cultural impact in a way. Yeah. So one of these two characters, and not the other one, 
when their debut came on live action, I was asked, who is this guy? Where can I learn more about him? He's so cool. This is that. And that's why I'm going with Thrawn. Thrawn, I've heard from so many people, man, this guy's awesome. I want to learn more about him. I want to do this. I want to go back and watch the shows he was in. He was in Rebels, right? Not Clone Wars. I want to go watch Rebels. That's what I hear. I don't hear that about Saul Guerrero. No one cares if he's in live action. When I when people watch Rogue One for the first time, who haven't seen Rebels or Clone Wars or Bad Batch or whatever else, he's in a million things. Whatever else he's in, no one's asking me, where can I see more of Saul Guerrero? People are asking me, where do I see more of Thrawn? And to me, Yes, that speaks that the character is just better. That's true. But it also speaks to the fact that it was portrayed well. Otherwise, people wouldn't care. All right, so you're a Thrawn vote. Pete, where are you going? Yeah, un- unfortunately, I'm not going to make this one interesting. I have to go with Nick, and pretty much he, he said it all. Um, I personally think Thrawn's character is just better than Saw Gerrera's character as a whole animation live action. Um you can make an argument that Saw Gerrera had a better transition to live action because of how much of how much we get of Saw Gerrera, but again, we just we just see the mind. We don't really see the action, and I feel like with Thrawn, it's the same thing. But Thrawn has a better mind; it hasn't been lost, right? Um, I feel like Saw Gerrera's military mind, by the time we see him in live action, is starting to get a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, if you will. Um, so, I. I I think Saw is a great, great live action character, but I have to give it to Thrawn. Yeah, it's very, very tough. Like, I'm going to side here with you guys again and just go with Thrawn. I think, again, like, the intrigue is here. Like, his story is not completely written. Even so, like, what we got in the three episodes we had of him in Ahsoka was just, like, fitting of the character we saw in Rebels. He got hints of, like, maybe he's a little off because he's been out of the game for a decade. And then he's still dangerous enough that he's able to strand a couple of our heroes in the other galaxy and come back with a potential weapon of like army of zombie night trippers or or, or Vathamirians or whatever. Like he's got a lot of potential here. I think it's I think it's a good call to advance Thrawn through here. And as we see the completed George Lucas region here, Thrawn has advanced to the final four. Congratulations. Yep. So one bracket in the books here. And uh we're gonna be back next week here. We're gonna continue our journey through the uh Star Wars universe here. We're going to the Dave Filoni region here. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to get that bracket up here for us in a second here. But uh, I think, obviously, we're going to do one a week. And let me just get this up in the Dave Filoni region here in terms of the brackets here. But, Nick, you remember who was in that region? Nope. <laughs> All right. I so, don't. So this is who we're talking about next week here. We have four characters we're breaking down next week. We have Ahsoka Tano, the Grand Inquisitor, Bo-Katan, and Zeb. So that's our four next week, Pete. I think we may have an upset here. I don't know yet, though. That'll be some fun. We'll be definitely be keeping an eye on this bracket for upset potential here. I definitely want to thank you guys for coming on here. Really appreciate it. Uh, Pete, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm going to do that. At Concy29, C-O-N-S-Y-29, and my uh, wallpaper back here, AP Tyler 308 so uh, check them out on Reddit. Uh, oh, cool. Nick, one more time. If you want to follow us on social media, I'm going to do that. You can follow Ask Guy Guys podcast. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter X. It's on Threads, and it's on TikTok. Yep. You can also follow me on social media, M Phillips three three one. M P H I L I P S three three one. Basically, go on just in the suffering podcast. I got two podcasts out this week. One's out already. As you're listening to this one, we had the Halloween Pop Culture Party four with Alan Austin re- reviewing the fall of the House of Usher, which got some love from Mark Hamill. We'll talk about that on the podcast next week. We talk about this podcast next week. We talk about the news and. We also had the Stanko come on that podcast, Pete. We did a 
Halloween horror media team building competition. So that's that was fun. Stanko's a competitive guy, so uh, if it was a competition, I'm sure he was a uh, cutthroat. Yeah, it was a very fun competition here. I know you guys are not big horror guys, but I do think it was entertaining. Awesome. And also, on the regular podcast, it's coming out tomorrow from when you're listening to this one. We have our college basketball preview, Nick, with Zach Brazil of the New York Post. So we're going to get ready for college hoops. That's going to be some fun. I'll be seeing you at some games coming up soon, Mike. Yep. And uh, Pete, our good friend Jersey Joe Arquino came on the podcast to do NFL picks. Jersey Joe. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a blast from the past. I haven't spoken to that guy in a while, so I'll definitely have to check that one out. Yeah, that's that's coming out on the feed. That's going to be out tomorrow from when you're listening to this podcast. That's all for us. We'll be back next week to do the Dave Filoni region. But until then, may the force be with you. 